Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. everybody. Thank you for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. This is Brad Shattuck, your host. And today I have a very, very important episode for you. Um, I think anybody who has somebody in their life that has BPD, this is probably the most important episode that you could listen to um, out of all the ones that I've done. If any of you have had doubts or are wondering if it's possible that Uh, somebody with BPD can do a 180 and almost come to the point where it seems non-existent that they have BPD. I urge you to please listen to this episode and even pass along information to somebody you know that uh, is dealing with somebody who has BPD or somebody who has BPD because there is so much hope in this episode and I'm so proud and glad to have the opportunity to Um, not only do this podcast episode but to have the opportunity to have the experience and the pleasure of living uh, every part of this particular episode so with that being said without further ado let's get on with the episode And again, thank you for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. This is Brad Shattuck, your host. And um, first of all, I don't know if I should apologize or not for the uh, sound. Um, I'm actually having some renovations done um, to the room that I do my podcast out of. So I'm actually outside in this beautiful weather on, uh, oh God, this is uh, uh, September 22nd, 2022. And it's a nice crisp evening, so I figured... Yeah, what the hell, I'll do it outside. But anyways, like I said about this episode, a lot of people, including myself, who has somebody in their life with BPD, or even somebody who has BPD, I'm sure one of the most important questions you could ever ask is, is there hope? Is it curable? Um, can there be any improvements? How much improvement? Um, you know, what to look for, hope for, etc. Well, 
first of all, I can say, you know, every person is different. I don't care if it's a mental health um, disorder, um, if it's a, a physical uh, health an experience. Everybody's an individual. Everybody's different. But one thing I can say is my wife, for example, started getting her uh, full-blown episodes uh, around 2011-2012. And since then, they did nothing but get worse. And it seemed like there was no <clears throat> hope in sight as far as, you know, um, you know, any degree of, you know, turning it around or even to try to stabilize it. Uh, episodes were getting, um, the episode lengths were getting longer and the time periods in between uh, her episodes were getting shorter. You know, she'd sometimes have, you know, one episode a month that would last, you know, a day or two to her episodes lasting five days to a week and having an episode, you know, three or four times a month. So, you know, it just, the health started getting worse and worse and worse. And, you know, more symptoms were coming out. The fights were getting more horrendous, more, you know, eye gouging, uh, so to speak, not physically, but mentally. Um, you know, she dig real deep. And, uh, you know, the, the more they can hurt you, the better off they feel. But anyways, um, so as all of you know, if you've been following my podcast, We've been, you know, splitting up here and there. She was living uh, at her mother's house after her mother passed away by herself. And I would go there on and off until she'd make me leave. Uh, sometimes for three days to a couple of weeks. And the longest we had split up was for nine months. Um, and during that period, she had divorced me. Um, but we got back together here and there. So anyways, right after, I'd say uh, a little after Thanksgiving of this of 2021 we had split up again and since then she had um, finalized everything with her mother's house and moved in with my uh, our daughter and um, that kind of crashed and our daughter made her leave and she didn't get a huge inheritance but what she did have she pretty much blew on living in hotels you know when you're paying you know 100 to 150 dollars a night you know, $700 a week, almost three grand a month, it goes pretty quick. So after six and a half months, um, you know, we started talking again, and, you know, I reached out to her over those six months many times, and she refused to answer me or talk to me at all. And, you know, I had her through the grapevine. She was, you know, pretty much out of money and had nowhere to go, and, you know, a lot of people knew her that didn't want to get involved with her. Um, and our kids didn't want to get involved with her. So, you know, she finally figured, what do I get to lose? So, we got back together. And um, right away, the first week, I noticed there was something real different about her. Now, again, I have no experience uh, in the mental health field. This is all personal experience. And, um, you know, the first... I was, you know, walking on eggshells, and, you know, I told her from the beginning, I said, you know, first of all, I'm not going to try to sit here and say, you know, now you need me, you know, um, you know, um, I'm boss or anything like that. I said, you know, I'm, it's not about that, you know, and I know you could very well leave any second you want. Um, but the first five days, I was really surprised that there was many 
many situations that in the past would have caused her to, um, you know, split. You know, I have an episode, um, you know, uh, splitting, as they call it in BPD. And more and more times over the first week to 10 days, I started noticing that there was so many more and more situations, whether it was a song that came on or something I said or some, some direction that I looked or held the door for a woman or something that in the past would have caused her to have an episode and she didn't. So I actually sat her down and said, I just want to let you know something. I said, you know, I, I've noticed this past week that, you know, it hasn't been a long time, but the main thing is there's been countless things that in the past you would have had an episode and you haven't. And now I'm going to back up for a second and, and say that I don't know if it's the situation she was in before where, you know, she was finally in charge of, you know, the house. She could lock me out. I had nothing to do with it. She could say leave, and I had to leave. She could lock me out. There's nothing I could do. Not legally anything. It was, you know, all hers. And um, anytime there was an episode, you know, she'd blow up and then throw me out. Well, now the case is she couldn't do that. She's with me, my place, my car. But I explained to her from the beginning, I'm not going to, you know, use that to my advantage or anything like that. But I think that had something to do with it. Again, I... I'm just going by my my own personal observation and past experience. I think the situation definitely plays a part in if somebody can make changes in their BPD. Um, like I said, there was so many times before, like she'd send me to the store, and I used to hate it because she never wanted to go. But yeah, she'd send me, and then I'd come back, and she's like, you know, she's only taking you 20 minutes. took 22 minutes. You know, who, what girl were you fucking? And, you know, where did you meet up with somebody? You know, things like that. And we'd be outside and, you know, somebody beat their horn and she's like, oh, was that your little whore beeping? You know, but things like that would happen now and she didn't have an episode. So I think it was always the situation too. Not only that, over the past, I, I you know, swore that if she got back with me, I'd do a lot of changing. And she always said before, she didn't feel completely loved. She didn't feel like, she always felt that, like, if I had the chance, I'd go with somebody else or that I didn't fully love her. So I said, you know what? I told her, I said, if you've noticed over these past 10 days, not one day hasn't gone by that I gave you a kiss, told you I loved you, told you you were beautiful, and told you that I am attracted to you and that you're everything to me, that you fulfill 100% of my needs mentally and physically. And I think that has something to do with it as well because now she felt fully loved and I asked her I said you know I've noticed a huge change in you in 10 days I'm just asking honestly have you noticed a change in me at all and she said a little bit she she did say that she noticed how I've been paying more attention to her but she said you know it's just like you know new love it's always good in the beginning and we'll see what happens well let me tell you something it is now September so, it's been four and a half months, and I can still say that every single day, even if, you know, I'm not going to lie, yeah, we've had a little spat here and there, but I'll tell you one thing, the longest episode she's had is half of a day, and I mean half a day, it hasn't even gone a full 24 hours, which is amazing, so I still have um, st stuck to my promise, 
that every day I have told her I love her, I've given her a kiss, I told her she's gorgeous or beautiful, and that I'm so attracted to her, and she's everything to me. And I make sure I tell her that every day, and I tell her, I said, I don't just say that out of routine. I don't go, oh, all right, got to give her a kiss, got to do this and that. I said, I mean it. When I say I love you, I love you. When I kiss you, it's because I want you to feel my affection for you. When I tell you you're gorgeous and beautiful, it's because I want you to know that I really do think that. And I do. I honestly do. I think my wife is absolutely beautiful. I really do. And for her age, 52 years old, she looks not a day over, you know, she looks 10 years younger than she really is. I think she's absolutely beautiful. And I show pictures of her all, all the time. And it just, I brag to people. I, I think she's gorgeous. And as far as, you know, her physical physique, um, you know, she's always had not a weight problem, but she's gone down as low as 120 and gone up to like 160, 180. You know, I think right now she's pushing like maybe 150. And, you know, she's like, you know, I feel fat. And I said, the difference is you're not fat. But I said, you always held your weight well. I said, you know, your bone structure, you look healthy when you're like 140, 150. You do, you look healthy. When you were at 120, even the kids told you, you look like you were dying. You look like you were either on drugs, starving yourself, or you had cancer and you were dying. You look like death. Everybody's body is different. Like my daughter, if my daughter was 130 pounds, she'd look overweight. My wife, when she's 130, she looks sick. You know, everybody's body is made, you know, they say big bone person. It's your skeletal, you know, um, outline is what you're, you know, made to carry for your weight. So anyways, um, I told her, I said, you know what, if over the years, I said, when I first met you, you were five and a half months pregnant, and I said, and I fell in love with you, and I said, I've loved you when you were 180 pounds, I've loved you just as much when you were 125 pounds, and I love you just as much now, and I said, you know, I think I've proven in the past I've never left you because of your weight, that was never an issue, so I personally think... You know, I, I, I honestly, for the longest time, everybody says she's never going to change. You know, no matter what kind of help she gets, because you know how it is, people with BPD. They're never wrong. They put the blame on you. They're always the victim. And no matter what you do, you're the person to blame. No matter what it is, you're always to blame. You know, and if they do something wrong, it's because you made them do something wrong. And everybody said, you know, we've known her for years. She's never, ever going to change. Well, let me tell you something. For those people, I was glad to report, you're wrong. She did change, and my mother is one of them. My mother has been there years, and my mother's told me on two occasions, I am so happy for you guys. I have never seen her so pleasant, so nice, excellent adult conversation with no, I'm the victim or victim or complaining, just a normal conversation. She's like a totally different person, like complete 180. And like I said, when we have arguments now, we're spat, it's almost like a normal couple. It's not because of BPD symptoms. And the medication, the only change they put her on was they added uh, Abilify, which, yeah, it's an antipsychotic and, you know, it's like an add-on, but they just put her on that like a month before we got back together. So I don't think that was a major change. I, my personal opinion, obviously, I think to myself, well, what has changed? Okay, medication, yeah, that could be a part of it. It's probably a big part of it. But the situation as well and the way I present myself to her. She even told me she was so afraid that she didn't want to get back with me because I'd be, ha-ha, now you need me. How's it feel? And all the times that she would, like, you know, throw me out, she's like, you know, you're a scumbag, homeless bum, and um, all this. And 
she thought that I would do all that stuff back to her. And I hadn't been. And she said she was really surprised that I haven't thrown any of that into her face. And I haven't brought up things from the past. And she said, you know how you always ask me, do you believe that I really love you? And she looked at me and she said, I really do believe that you love me now. And it was amazing. So, yes, medication, definitely the situation, but also making her feel loved, wanted, special, and trying to, you know, because even with people with BPD, you could try a million ways to China, and they're always going to think you're going to abandon them. They think you're going to jump and leave with somebody else. But somehow now, she knows it. Like, she even told me, she said, you know, we just walked by three really pretty girls, you know, uh, around our age, a little younger. She goes, and they were wearing some skimpy clothes, and she goes, I noticed her eyes didn't even go over in that direction. And she goes, and if they did, I wouldn't have said anything, but I just, I'm really amazed. Like, I really do fulfill all your needs? And I said, of course you do. I go, you really think, like, I'm going to go jump and have an affair with somebody because they have a nice body, like, and lose you? Are you kidding me? It's not worth it. <laughs> no, it's not worth it. And it's really not. It's not. So she told me that now she feels that I fulfill all her needs. That I, she has somebody that loves her, that's attracted to her. Now she feels safe and secure. She has a friend. So I think a lot of those holes, you know, and it's hard for me to say because the fact is that, um, you know, like I said, that the more we try to, um, you know, convince them, we, we all know that the thing is that, um, you know, that they don't fully believe it. But the thing is, I think if you work hard enough and, and do, you know, try to find out what their needs are, even if it's something simple like, I don't feel you're attracted to me, it's not the fact that we don't have sex. Um, but you never make a comment that I'm pretty or beautiful or that I have a nice outfit on. I feel you're not physically attracted to me. Sometimes just every once in a while just saying, look at them and just shake their, shake your head and say, you know, I just want to let you know you're beautiful. It's little things like that. You know, and of course, if you say it with sincerity and just let them know, don't ever assume just because, you know, some people would say, well, I don't have to tell them I love them every day. They know I do. You know, if I didn't, I wouldn't be here. It doesn't matter. Is it going to kill you to say it and say it sincerely? And the other big thing is, I told her a long time ago, and I really mean this. When you say you love somebody, don't just say it because you want to hear it back. That's the worst thing. If you say it just because you want to hear it back, number one, you're insecure and it's selfish. Tell them you love them because you want them to know that. And I told my wife before, only say it back if you feel you have the need to say it back. Otherwise, I'm telling you I love you because I do love you. <laughs> but, again, if any of you out there have BPD or have somebody in your life with BPD, I'm going to tell you right now, I probably, just as much as anybody, thought there's no hope. Just what's the best I can do to live with it and deal with it and you know if you love them that much like i did and just willing to work on uh tiptoe on eggshells for the rest of your life 
That's what I would have done. I literally told my wife before, I don't care if you're never cured. I don't think you're crazy. I love you. You have a disorder. They'd be like me saying, you know what? You have cancer. I'm leaving you. Or you lost your legs. Now you're in a wheelchair. I'm leaving you. Sickness and health doesn't have to be a physical illness or physical sickness. I mean, mental sickness, mental health. And I told her, I said, I'm never going to leave you. And she's like, but I'm so mean to you when I have my episodes. And I said, but I understand that it's only going to last a few days. I know you honestly don't mean it. And we get through it. She's like, but it's still, it's mean. And I said, you know what? Maybe you can work on that and understand and tell yourself how mean it is. And maybe work on it. And I had that talk with her a long time ago. And it didn't seem like it helped that much. But, like I said, if somehow, if you can do it like I do and say, okay, is there anything that can change? You know, we all bang our heads against a wall because I tried the same thing. But now I know from experience, the situation changed. Now, I think it was because, number one, she was in control. And a lot of people with BPD weren't in control throughout their life. And now they're in control and they abuse that power. And she did. She overused it and abused it. And found any little reason to tell me to leave. Now she's not in that power. So that took that away. Now, technically, she knows I'm in power, and she can't really tell me to leave. She can't tell me to leave. And so I think that made a big difference, too. But the thing is, I know I asked her before, is there anything that I can do more to show you I love you? And she always used to answer, I shouldn't have to tell you that. I said, well, you know what? Sometimes people change. I used to hate onions. Now I love onions. Um, I used to hate seafood. I love seafood. I used to love chicken. Now I hate chicken. Everybody changes. You know, sometimes... You know, people used to hate being called, you know, they're pretty all the time. It felt too overwhelming. Now they want to hear it or vice versa. Just say, people change. People's needs change. Some people don't like what they did or, you know, vice versa. If I'm proving to you right now that I love you that much and I'm willing to do things to show you I love you more, can you at least just tell me? And that's when she told me. She said, I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel like you really loved me. There'd be times that... I would go and change, and you wouldn't even notice. I tried putting something with sexy on, I put eyeliner on, you wouldn't even notice. Or I'd do my hair at 9 o'clock at night, and you didn't even notice. I was just doing it to be pretty for you, to see if you'd notice. So the one thing is, is take a notice. See if they are doing anything to get your attention. And take notice to it. You know, not negative attention, but if you notice she just did her hair, say, did you do something different to your hair? It just, it looks beautiful. Or, you know, it, compliments especially women women love compliments and like i said it never hurts to go out of your way once in a while you know she may be doing the dishes and and i've done this just come up behind him and say you know what i love you and kiss him on the neck just out of the blue for no reason you'll get more notice when you do something for no reason at all than when you do something for a reason you know go out and buy her a card once in a while one of those cards that says you know you're special or thank you just thank you for being there you know, when it's for no reason at all. And that will make a big difference opposed to, you know, it being an anniversary or something like that. You know, try to make those extra uh, gestures and that'll make them feel more loved. And I know that made a big difference in our situation as well. And she told me she really appreciates me telling her how beautiful she is. Um, you know, and I do a little flirty things. I'll smack her on the butt and say, you know, God, you're sexy. And, you know... Just because we're 52 and we've been together 35 years, I still am physically attracted to my wife beyond belief. And I do. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. 
and there's nothing wrong with, you know, acting flirty. What's wrong with that? Going up and, you know, grabbing their butt or, you know, I mean, unless they're not that kind of person. But most women love to be, you know, told they're beautiful. They don't want to grow out of love or grow out of being attractive. And in fact, most women get accomplished because they know they're getting older and they're losing their looks or gravity's taking over on their body, you know. And, of course, nobody wants to hear that that's happening, but they definitely would love to hear that, you know, that you still think they're beautiful and they're still attractive. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Go out of your way and do those little special things. And, like I said, hopefully they'll tell you the little things that you can do extra and then do them and mean it. Anything you do, do with sincerity. If you've been with that person long enough, they're going to know if you're full of shit, if you're bullshit, if you're just doing it to say you did it. Do it out of sincerity. Put a little, you know, like I said, my wife will be doing dishes and I'll come up behind her and I'll give her a hug and kiss her on the neck and I'm like, God, you just look so beautiful. You know, even from the back, you just, you're so sexy. I just, I just wanted to tell you and, and tell you I love you. You know, it's little things like that that can go a long way. And you know what, the way I look at it this way, if you haven't been winning with any of your own uh, things that you've tried, or even if you're not trying, if you just tipped on an eggshells and hoping the situation will go away, you know, you've got to meet them halfway. Yes, it's their responsibility to try to, you know, take care of some of their own treatment, but it goes a long way for you to do your own part as well, especially if you love them. And the way i got to say it is this, what do you got to lose? Is it going to hurt? If you tried things before and it didn't work, then why not try these? And if you say, I've tried all this stuff and it still doesn't work, then what I would do is definitely try to get professional help or, you know, I mean, like, again, I'm not a professional. I'm just talking from my experience. But I'll tell you one thing. I would have been the first person to say that I don't think my wife will ever have, will get any better at all. But at worst case, I love her that much that I'll deal with her disorder and you know I'll just have to live with it and if this change didn't come about that's the way I still would have thought but I'm glad that you know no matter what that situation that you know whether she because she blew all her inheritance money um, had to live like she did for six months and go through the house she did in the end it worked out better because everything works out better we're getting along better now than I think we ever, ever did. And I really honestly mean that. But I just want to say, if anybody's got any uh, comments, suggestions about this episode especially, please send me an email. It's thirddegreepodcastnh at gmail.com. That's T-H-I-R-D, third degree, D-E-G-R-E-E, podcast nh like new hampshire at gmail.com i'd love to hear from you i'd like to offer any suggestions i can but that's pretty much what i can say about this episode Uh, i've gone 24 minutes into it i try to stay around 20 minutes but i'll try to provide some updates about the the new wife (laughs) the 180 degree that she's uh turned and with that being said like i always say love the person that you have in your life with bpd because they find it so freaking hard to love themselves. And if you love them as much as I love my wife, do whatever you can 
change whatever you can if you love them that much. Don't just stay with the normal because you know nothing's going to change if you don't change anything in your situation. So with that being said, happy love, happy life, and good luck. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show, and please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can, because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again, and have a happy life.